0: Rolling.
1: <laughs> Frataloni's Hardware hey. and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1144, September 5, 2023. 98 degrees on this day in 1922. Jan, what were they saying in 1922? Because there were a couple of days of uh, record heat in 1922. Well, and which. on this day in 1962, it really cooled off. It was there was a low of 36 degrees on this day in
0: 1962. Hail the flashlight king.
1: And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course the rookie. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushir. I got a number of nice follow-up emails about the state fair. Among them is this one from Katie. I wanted to share an uplifting story about last Friday at the fair, and I hope this can be considered a ray of hope. The handsome husband and I... Now, I've noticed a number of women who refer to their husbands as the handsome husband. Hmm. Katie's not the only one. I've I've seen this referred to before. Do you think the five associated with this show would do the same thing? No. Got it. All right. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. Really? (laughs) Really?
2: (laughs) Mm. I'm not saying, but I'm saying.
1: (laughs) The handsome husband and I have been going to the fair for years, but have only been able to pull off weekday trips twice. Once in 2008 when we hired someone to watch our four kids, and then this year. Both of those times, our only goal was to see GarageLogic live. This year, our youngest child, who was 17 and starting his senior year in high school, begged to go with us to the fair. We figured he wanted some Prano Pups or Sweet Martha's Cookies, but it turns out that wasn't why he wanted to come with us. Instead, it was because he wanted to see GL live. He listens to the podcast with us and really wanted to see all the dummies in person. He had a blast. It was his favorite part of the fair by far. In fact, after the show was over, the handsome husband and I wanted to go see a few things, and he told us, look, the only reason I wanted to come to the fair... Was to see Garage Logic, and I did. So now we leave.
3: Wow
1: <laughs> we made it, We made him stop at the Spiral Light Candles booth in the grandstand first, but then we hopped on the bus to head home. Uh, Johnny, the kid's name, is hoping to get an ROTC scholarship to college next year and serve our country in the U.S. Navy. After he graduates, he is a strong, dependable garage garage logician, and we could not be more proud. There are kids out there who care about something bigger themselves, and it's so awesome to see them excited about garage logic, excuse me. I wish we heard more about them. Johnny is one of those kids, and I was asked that you designate him as a 2023 ray of hope. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we can do that. I can Here's do that.
2: Today's ray of hope.
1: Thank you for continuing this 30-year tradition. We've only been in the Twin Cities for 20 years, but Garage Logic has always been part of this Minnesota journey for us. Now, you might remember the, Katie, especially you, Matt. Okay. Back in 2008, the handsome husband and I had only been married for about nine years, but we won love in a hardware store by a country mile. We have we have the "My Mayor Can Kick Your Mayor's Ass" T-shirts to prove it, <laughs> which the handsome husband sported on Friday. Ross can vouch for us; he pointed out the throwback when we spent money at the merch booth. Very nice. Love in a hardware store—that was a fun game.
2: I'm. I- don't recall what we—a version of Married Forever. It's
1: a married, uh, married forever, but it's called Love in a Hardware Store.
2: That completely escaped my mind. Is
0: that different from the wife carrying contest? Yes. Oh, okay. Boy.
2: Yeah.
0: You guys got into a little trouble for that one.
4: <laughs> no yeah.
2: injuries. In that and one.
1: some people spent their weekend, <laughs> their uh, Labor Day weekend, taking children off to the failed academy. And mm-hmm. I have a note from Tom who writes. My weekend at the failed academy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Joe, I spent much of Saturday at St. Olaf College in Northfield where my youngest daughter is beginning college. All the parents and their kids gathered together in Skoglund Auditorium to hear various college dignitaries speak. I took a deep breath when the first speaker took to the podium as I had a pretty good idea of what we were in for. The first speaker was the head of student affairs, he was a young man who began by announcing his pronouns immediately <coughs> after announcing Strike his title. one. Keep track of the strikes. Okay, uh, I will. <laughs> uh, His main job was to teach everyone the school fight song and be a cheerleader. He was what I expected. The second speaker was the college pastor. He, of course, is Lutheran and St. Olaf is, of course, a Lutheran school associated with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. He spent much of his time explaining that people in attendance did not need to join the prayer and that his prayer in no way meant that Christianity had any higher standing or meaning than any other religion and that having no faith of any kind was also just fine. (laughs) That's strike two. Uh, Seemed odd for a Lutheran pastor to spend so much time qualifying his prayer so as not to offend anyone. So be it. He was what I expected. The next speaker was the College Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. I'm already going to say strike three right there. (laughs) He was a young African-American man. As suspected, he spent all his time talking about how St. Olaf would leave no one behind, especially those who felt marginalized in any way. He was exactly what I thought he'd be. Strike three? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. The next speaker was the mayor of Northfield, Rhonda Powell, who was a proud St. Olaf graduate. Her speech centered on how the city was committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion and fighting the scourge of climate change. She also noted that the police in Northfield were committed to helping the community become a place of peace or something along those lines and that you should feel free to talk to them. That was comforting, I guess, for those in attendance who may, for some reason, have a fear of Northfield police. How
0: many, I mean, is
1: that just one strike? Do we (laughs) count that for a couple? That's another, that's strike four. All right. The last speaker was the new president of the college. Oddly enough, she was the least loopy of the group. She came across as a serious person who had some real experience rather than just a progressive pushing an agenda. She's obviously the leader of the failed academy, but she sounded sane. My main reason for sending this message is to let others know that when you speak of the failed academy, some may think you're exaggerating or doing some sort of bit to get laughs. No, I've never thought that. Everything you speak of is happening as we speak. Colleges are ground zero for most everything bad happening in our society. I'm convinced that most all terrible ideas begin and flourish at the college level. I don't like to think about the amount of tuition I pay for St. Olaf. After graduating from St. Paul Central High, a kid's head uh, is already plumb full of progressive propaganda. I can only imagine what your world is after four years in the failed academy of St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota. Tom from St. Paul. I must add a disclaimer. I don't doubt anything he said. But I have a middle... The youngest child who graduated from St. Olaf Mm -hmm. and has found tremendous success in life. But how many years ago was that? She graduated in 07. I was going to say, okay. So there's a reason I'm bringing this up. Has the progressivism spiraled so fast that St. Olaf is totally different today than it was?
3: 15 years ago,
1: 15 or 16 yes. years ago.
3: Yes. I, it sounded like an, a, a Lutheran school. That's anti-Lutheran. What the hell's going on here?
1: Well, this precious pastor bent over backwards to quantify his prayer is saying, don't worry. I don't mean this prayer to be anything.
2: Are you saying that there are more left more more euphoric than they were fifteen years ago. You can
0: equate it very simply, Joe, to answer your question. It's the same type of ideology that's taking place politically because they're aligned together. So the answer to your question is yes. It is that. But different. the
1: kid I used to have, uh, not only you know Phi Beta Kappa, the whole deal, uh, but is uh, gainfully employed. Sure, uh, uh, tremendous uh, writer. Uh, I I don't know what to say. Uh, if they were experiencing it 15 or 16 years ago, I would have to say in many degrees less than the kids are experiencing it now. It's it's happening so fast <laughs> that, uh, in fact, we weren't calling it the failed academy 15 years ago. That's a relatively new addition to the garage logic lexicon as we observe what victor hansen would call the decivilization of america we're we're watching it it's no longer theoretical hmm. it's it's happening it's happening yep. it's it's real it's not all oh, that might happen or this might happen no, it's going there on. might come a day when the uh uh at st olaf uh, college the uh Uh, the pastor invited in to say the prayer will diminish his own prayer and point out how important it is that anyone, even an absence of faith is fine. That day might come and say no. No, that day came. It's here. It's here. It's here. And I, I can't think of any reason why the pastor would have to say any of that. It goes without right. saying, right? Just say your Lutheran prayer. You're a Lutheran school, but it's happening at Catholic universities. You know, I,
0: you were. I'm sorry, Kenny. You were reading off the thing about with Northfield's finest being mentioned as a part of this. Is that? Do you think that that was included because of what happened a couple of years ago? Remember the the hoax that took place at that campus? In yes, Saint I do Ol- remember it. Do you think that that's why they felt it necessary to include no. the Northfield
1: Police Department? No. No, they I don't know le- much. Le- Look up the Mayor Rook of Northfield, please, and give me some background. Because my answer to Reavers would be, no, I don't think that's the reason. I think, she's, I think she probably has a, a resume full of progressive activism. Sure. And chief among progressive activism activism is to at least, at least pretend that you, have a, that you have a disdain for police. So this was her way of saying, we have nice police. You can talk to them. Please Hmm. talk to them. It was her way of saying that she's on board with all of us who, or all of you in the audience who, uh, hold a disdain for police. I'm right there with you, but our police are different.
3: Well, you can't you can't be left enough. You you know, it's they're they're afraid of being canceled by their own people.
2: Rook, her name is Rhonda Pownell. Pownell, yeah. Um, You know, it doesn't sound like she's a GLer.
1: It's fight and chance.
2: Uh, elected the city council in 2008, she's serving her second term as council member at large. When she was elected mayor, uh, these are her community involvements. Uh, any biographical information? That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. All fine. I'll keep looking. All right.
1: But I, I think that uh, I think Tom from St. Paul. Now he's got his work cut out for us. He tells us all this, and yet he's turning his kid over to them. So what? What are you going to do, Tom? Uh, well, you can
0: instill a good foundation in them and then just you basically have to hope for the best because at some point you've got to let them live their own life
3: you, yeah. you've got to wonder how how much the school changed since their first visit there which I'm guessing would have been when that kid was in junior uh, a junior right in high school yeah Are you when about kids, Tom's email yeah, yeah. Well, uh, their first their very first visit there I bet the kid was a junior in high school probably and you wonder how much the but That place only changed. would have been a year ago, Kenny. The right, kid would it just be between from high school? Would it be between sophomore and junior or junior and senior? I don't know.
1: I don't know when they make their visits. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. know. When they make their visits. But uh uh I'd like to take credit for my kid, but I'm not going to because okay. they don't pay any attention to me.
3: You know. I, I... <laughs> Well, they're a lot like Uh, Your coworkers, like my staff. (laughs) Say, uh, speaking of not paying attention, I have a very important topic that we uh, should have actually discussed at the outset. We're fifteen minutes in here, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. So, if you could uh, quarter me out about twenty to thirty minutes of time uh, for today's show, so I can discuss uh, this very important matter in GL, I'd really appreciate it.
1: What's that? What? No, Kenny. Uh, Fine. You. We'll get to you later. Joe, yes, God,
0: <laughs> Joe.
3: Jesus Christ, <laughs> swinging <and> a miss. I
1: blew the pregame,
3: I yes, set
4: sir, it John. up so obviously. I know good, John. Thanks, Kenny. Right. Some, uh, John. some info on the mayor of Northfield, <laughs> yes, John. Uh, in interview when she was running, now, uh, she says the city council focus should be on taking care of what we have, like police, fire facilities, and our street, sewer, and water infrastructure. All right. That's her most pressing issue. Well, and then I applaud her. Which. Uh, somewhat uh, surprised me. And then she also said, as mayor, I would provide strong leadership, build bridges, build trust amongst the council, city, staff, and community, focus on the core services, police, fire, streets, sewer, and water, ensuring they are adequately funded, maintained, and equipped, and bring a balanced perspective to economic development, supporting businesses of all sizes, maintaining a vibrant, healthy downtown, and providing expansion opportunities for our medium to larger industries. And That's basically her entire platform. Well, then
1: I'm, I'm pleased to hear that, and good for her. And again, I had a kid who uh, uh, got one great education at St. Olaf, but that's 16 years ago. And you you have to wonder
2: how fast the failure is advancing. She is a 93 grad of uh, St. Olaf. She has been president of the Minnesota League of Cities uh, for one year. That's 2016 to 17. And then the only other thing is elected mayor. So she doesn't have a lot of... Well,
1: Northfield is a lovely city. It's quaint. Uh, uh, I, I, I've enjoyed my time there, uh, spending time there and, uh,
0: but it used to be a city where you thought it was far enough away from the country's tallest buildings, but it's right in the heart of the mystery now.
1: Well, it's in the heart of the mystery also in the sense that it's not that far away that you can commute to the Metro to work. Sure. You, know, it, you well, know, remember,
2: my daughter was going to get a hockey scholarship. That's through, right. She didn't want to go away for school. Well, I, she could have stayed at home. <laughs> I mean, it's,
1: it's 45 minutes that's, down Highway 3. I don't want to go away. 40 minutes
0: right. down Highway 3. Wait a minute. Three. I live farther away from work than St. Olaf would be to you. <laughs> Sophia has
2: her own things in mind. Got and it. She's not going to be Got talked it. about because that's going away. <laughs> I'm not ripping you, Sophia. I'm no, just saying right, right. my commute's farther
1: than that. Football season uh, in the NFL starts Thursday night. fut ba. The, the uh, Vikings start Sunday at home hosting Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Yes. And uh, Grunhoffers wants you to know that this is the time to call them. If you want to put together a game day feast, call Grunhofer's. Prepare, prepare. they'll pre-package all this stuff for you you'll have it ready to go quarters of beef steaks roast bone in soup bone short ribs stew meat burgers they've got you covered it's cut and packaged to your specifications they, they, they give them a heads up because they they, they want to get your order ready for you they they also have a new flavor of grunhofer's everything pretzels and of course you know what? A hundred thousand different flavors of brats. Mm-hmm. Try a pack of bacon ranch chicken brats. Yeah. Philly cheese brats. It's a meat emporium. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: bacon wrapped pork bites on oh, a stick. Pork bites? Eesh. Yes. Oh, delicious bite sized chunks of pork wrapped in crispy bacon. These tender and are uh, the are these are tender and flavorful. Well, How do you cook them? Oh, you throw them on the grill. I'm sure.
1: What a game day snack that would yeah. be. Yeah, they look really good. It's Grunhofer's in Hugo, the original location, just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Grunhofer's in Forest Lake is just immediately east of 35 on Highway 97. And the new store, the third store, is going to be. Do we know the day it opens?
2: Um, let's see. I don't think
1: it's open yet, but it's going to be in the White Bear Lake area. So Spencer pretty much owns
0: the northeast uh,
1: Washington section. Washington yep. County. Yep. And uh, we'll tell you uh, where the new one is, is as soon as we're... December. December. Yep. In the White Bear Lake area. Correct. So there'll be three Grunhoffers. Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats.
0: you know the investment game can be awfully tricky especially in these volatile times and that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust and that's why i rely on josh arnold we know him as mr money talk around these parts and he's here for you so give him a call today for that free 48 minute no obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608 952-925-5608 josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success and he's here to help you so give him a call today no obligation that's right no obligation it's absolutely free 952-925-5608 and tell them you heard about him here on the garage logic podcast investment services offered by josh arnold investment consultant llc a security investment advisor past performance is no guarantee of future results all investments involve risk all comments and opinions are josh arnold's and do not constitute investment advice
1: chris reavers is a paid endorser
5: latte schmate. here's joe sugeray
3: changing seasons. Rook, the seasons are changing. It is the season, man. It it happens every year right after the State Fair on let's see, on Wednesday night it's going to be in the 40s overnight, changing seasons. What Uh, night
1: is this, Kenny? uh,
3: Wednesday night. No! 47 in my part of the world. Uh, And that means it's time to get to Moon Motorsports in Monticello. They have all the brands for making the most out of this fall, including an amazing selection of Polaris ATVs. The best savings of the year uh, right now at Moon on the Polaris Sportsman line of ATVs. You can save up to $750. Get to the website. You can see everything there, moonmotorsports.com. And the family that... Rides together. You folks that take the friends and family and the kiddos out to the trails or beat around on the acreage, you know fall is the time. Everything comes together. The scenery, the weather, everything is perfect in the fall. Uh, and for those of you that are thinking, maybe I need a new a new motorcycle, Moon has a great selection of used bikes. They have many to choose from, wide selection of brands. You can see it uh, all on the website. Or why don't you just go there? The giant Coliseum um, c- committed to motorsports. It's on the south side of 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities. We're talking KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, and Ski-Doo, not Skadoo. Ski do. That's how you say it. Ski do. Uh, they are moonmotorsports.com.
1: Uh, John, you looked up 1922 newspapers uh, uh-huh. when they were experiencing 98, 97 degree days at this time mm-hmm. of year. Did you find anything?
4: Uh, the only thing, the Minneapolis Star from September 5th had a very small article. Remember now, the pages were huge in those days. That's Eight columns That's on the front were. page. Yep. Uh, the first column, way at the bottom, has uh, two, three paragraphs about the heat. Just said, little relief is expected today. It'll come later this week when it rains. Uh, they did have at midnight, no relief because it was 80 degrees, making it hard for people to sleep, the mm-hmm. hottest night of the year, mm-hmm. telling how much rain will come the next day. And uh, a uh, university the government meteorologist G Purcell said things will get better in two days. And then I did find one other thing about the state fair where it said uh, it cut down the attendance a bit the second day of the fair uh, okay. because of the heat. But they did have one hundred thirty thousand people at the fair. So uh, total? Uh, no, at the, oh, that day. On a day? The, wow. the day. Yeah. And then cool. they also have a sidebar about uh, apparently they did a thing where a trick plane lands on a truck. Oh boy! Cool. That, yeah, they, they changed the order of the act because there was a, a strong wind, but oh. they got it done once the wind died. Yeah. so You, well, you know, it
1: occurs to me the reason we, well, there's two reasons, as we look back and see how normal people handled hot weather, there's mm-hmm. two reasons it got handled the way it got handled. One is there wasn't this movement to redo Western society, thus climate change. And two, people were too busy to worry about it. We, yeah, we got too much time right. on our hands, so it, we can we can focus that. we can focus page after page of newspaper print you, to hot weather. We're, you should rephrase that. Some people have yeah. too
0: much time yeah. on their hands. Yeah.
4: Was was there a way in those days to tell what the temp was going to be? I don't know anything about uh, meteorology. And what all This came into being. We didn't have uh, Doppler. We, get, get the radar all it has. has well, that's at the top of the front page where you might find the weather is a little box. No temps. It just says Twin Cities today. Probably showers tonight. Yeah. Cooler Wednesday. Doesn't say anything about temps. Boy, it'd like it would have
0: been a great gig to be a meteorologist back then, huh?
1: And you know probably what? Their guest in 1922 is no different than today. You know what they didn't have back in 1922? Doppler.
2: You're listening to continuing <laughs> coverage yeah. of Operation Stay Cool on the Garage Logic Radio Network. <clears throat>
3: Every day I, during I, the... Yes, Kenny. I, I hate to throw water on this, but aren't we GLers, conservatives, we're the problem here. We're the ones that let the Sallies be in charge. You, this came to my mind when you said they are too busy. We're too busy to bother with running for office or running the country or the city or the township or whatever. And so we have all these betas in charge now, and the world's going to hell uh, and we only have ourselves to blame, don't we? Well, you dovetail nicely in uh, something I'd like to discuss.
2: Okay.
1: All right. I saved some stuff last week. Uh, every day I went through the news as though we were going to do a regular show, but then we'd go to the fair and it really wasn't a regular show, but it came up last le- week that Minneapolis Councilwoman Robin Wansley, uh, engaged in some duplicitness with the fair, with the, with the mayor. Uh, She said uh, that the mayor uh, threatened to withhold city services if people didn't vote the way he wanted, and he just flat-out called her a liar. Mm -hmm. And no one on the city council backed up her claims. Uh, And uh, Dave Oreck of the Star Tribune confronted her in a Friday email. This was last Friday, to the Star Tribune. Wansley said she had nothing else to share. In other words, she was caught yep. in her lies and really doesn't know what to do about it. <laughs> and and uh, Fry's office took that as vindication. Now, this is about the third time in the last two and a half years I've had to defend Fry. Fry is normal compared to Robin Wansley. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's sane compared to Robin Wansley. He has a bigger worldview than Robin Wansley. Okay. And she's contending that uh, the dust-up started earlier this week, meaning last week, when Unicorn Riot published a video-recorded interview of Wansley unloading on the mayor. What is Unicorn Riot?
4: It's a a left-wing media collective, and they post many things on social media that they, quote, cover. But it definitely has a... uh, a, a viewpoint, shall we oh, say. Oh, weird.
0: I'm, I'm shocked it hasn't been banned on social.
1: <laughs> the pair, meaning Wansley and Fry, oppose each other on a number of hot issues in Minneapolis, from how police should be funded to whether the city should adopt...
4: Hi, how are
1: you? It's not me. This
2: is Jim Rockford. Hello. At the tone, leave your name and number, and we'll get back
1: to you. <laughs> uh, whether the uh, police should be funded... Uh, and how the city should adopt strict rent control with Wansley, a democratic socialist, standing to the left of Fry, a a DFL party politician. Okay. But Wansley's allegations, apparently made during an interview recorded well before last week, went beyond ideology. She accused Fry of threatening to wield his mayoral powers out of political intimidation for vengeance, by threatening to withhold government services. Now, here's what she said. The mayor will, like, do retaliatory (laughs) expletive, be like, I'll send, I'll limit cops in your ward, he'll make threats to council members like that, or make threats to roll back the delivery of services like you know, entrust his staff like, if you need trash cleaned up, okay, we'll see how you like it or how your constituents like it if trash don't get picked up for a couple of days. Oh. Well, she's virtually illiterate-sounding. Uh, to me, that's illiteracy to speak like that. No one, including Wansley's allies on the council, has backed this allegation. Fry's allies and other on the council have condemned Wansley's statements and said they have never heard any such conduct by the mayor. Councilmember Jason Chavez, an ally of Wansley, told Unicorn Riot that he was not aware of anything to support her allegations. He did not respond to a Star Tribune request for comment. Other Wansley allies either declined to comment or have not responded. These selfish entitled people are starting to eat their own. They're starting to burrow into their own nest here and reveal themselves for what they truly are, which is selfish, entitled people when it comes to Wansley. Let me finish this, and let me tell you what I did. Uh, On Monday, Fry sent an email to Wansley and the rest of the council demanding she retract her allegations, including the following. This is a lie. Insinuating that I or my staff ever said or done this is a lie. Our residents rely on the critical city services we provide and should never, under any circumstances, be used as pawns in a political game. Intentionally creating and spreading misinformation of this magnitude is beneath the office you hold. Well, she shouldn't be serving right. with this by telling, uh, the, to me, the lying disqualifies her. But you know what the problem is for someone like her? Fry's not left enough. No. The Star Tribune has pressed Wansley for days to offer details or evidence of her allegation and good for the Star Tribune. On Friday morning, she responded with a brief email that reads, thanks for reaching out to my office. In July, I was interviewed by Unicorn Riot about the third precinct process and government restructure. I don't know what that refers to because she's second precinct. I appreciate Unicorn Riot for covering these two major city events and have nothing else to share about the interview. In other words, I'm a liar, Mm -hmm. but I I can't admit (laughs) that. On Friday afternoon, just this past Friday, Fry spokeswoman Allie Peters said Wamsley's statement was not surprising because it was a lie from the beginning. Spreading this type of misinformation reduces public trust in local government. Well, how much trust do we have in local government? And as a threat to democracy, Minnesota residents deserve better. Yes, they do, but they're apparently not doing anything about that. I'll get to that in a moment. The political ramifications of the feud, if any, remain unclear. All 13 city council members are on the ballot this fall. Wansley is among the most vocal members of a coalition of incumbents and challengers hoping to gain a majority on the council. And then she could complete the destruction of the city. Right. Fry, who currently enjoys support from a majority on most matters, is not on the ballot. Wansley is also the only candidate running unopposed, which I find to be a travesty. Okay. I left out Wansley. She's from Chicago. She didn't even get here till 2019. She has no roots in the history, uh, no roots in the city. She has no history in the city. She, uh, where's my Robin stuff? Uh... She grew up on the south side of Chicago. She attended Carleton College as a Posse Foundation scholar and graduated in 2013 with a B.A. in Women's and Gender Studies. That's meaningless. That means she took courses in which you cannot flunk. Mm. I would say that about anybody just
0: now. <laughs> Wait a minute, Robin Wansley. Your timeline is a little bit missed. You said she got here in 19, but graduated from Carleton in 2013?
1: Oh, I, well, she, she was came, born in 91. She came to Minneapolis in 2019. You can go to Carleton without moving to Minneapolis. Okay. She was a sh- Chicago resident. Got it. Okay. Uh, so she got a degree in a meaningless field in which there is no way to flunk it women's and gender studies. After graduation, she was awarded a Watson Fellowship that supported her travel to Canada, Australia, South Africa, and Ireland. Where she studied criminal justice policies and practices. That sounds like utter B as and B S as and S to me. She moved to I'm sorry, she moved to Minneapolis in twenty fourteen, not twenty nineteen. Moved to Minneapolis in twenty fourteen and became the program coordinator for the U of M's Women's Center and a board member for the Restorative Justice Community Action. So she still hasn't done anything in her life.
2: And she beat Cam Gordon, bring back Cam Gordon.
1: She completed a mini MBA in nonprofit management from St. Thomas University in 2015. And she's began a PhD program conducting research on housing and racial disparities. And then completed a PhD in gender, women and sexuality studies. Wow. Uh, Which is meaningless. I would say this about anybody, not just Robin Wansley. These are meaningless, foolish degrees that mean nothing. They can't be measured for success. They can't be graded. It can be whatever you want it to be. And then she joined the Black Lives Matter movement and some union stuff. And then she joined the Democratic Socialists of America. She participated in the George Floyd protests. She became an organizer in the Defund the Police movement. And in 2021, she became the first black Democratic Socialist to win a seat (laughs) on the city council. (laughs) She she defeated 14-year incumbent Cam (laughs) Gordon, a member of the Green Party. Uh, And the election also became the first time Minneapolis elected a majority of people of color to the city council. That's great. Okay. She married her husband in Liberia in 2017. We don't get his name. She just married some guy in Liberia. She resides in the Seward neighborhood. All right. Ward 2 is Cedar Riverside, Como, Marcy Homes, Prospect Park and East River Road, Seward, and, U- and the entire University of Minnesota
3: campus. Right. 1, 2, and 12 are the easternmost mm-hmm. wards.
1: The schools in her ward are Ann Sullivan Communication Center. Uh, it's a K-12. I know nothing about it. Cedar Riverside Community School, Pratt Elementary, and Seward Montessori. And the park. there's parks, too, in Ward 2. Brackett Park, Bridal Veil Gardens, Curry Park, Luxton Park, Matthews Park, Mississippi River Gorge. So I think Ward 2 has park equity. Uh, everyone can see a tree if they choose to in Ward 2. Here's what I'm uh, concerned about. You mean to tell me. Check this out. Out of that entire Ward 2, there's not one person who apparently intends to step forward and challenge this Marxist.
2: I don't know why. I don't know why there isn't someone coming forward. Is she really
1: taking you Ward 2 to where? Apparently, she is. (laughs) Here's what we need to realize apparently, she successfully represents the concerns of her constituents.
3: Although she's
0: never had a real job. But is it going back to the case of once she got the nomination, it's basically meaningless? She didn't even want the DFL endorsement. Yeah, she ran without it. She doesn't need it. Didn't seek it. But you know what I'm saying? Because we all know that in the Twin Cities, once you get the DFL nomination, that just means you're elected.
1: And there are many small businesses in her ward up and down University Avenue and East Lake Street.
3: Well, there's a pretty decent-sized business in Cru- the district. Uh, wait, wait a second, Chris, in Minneapolis, if you get the DFL endorsement, it means you're a right-wing nut job because <laughs> because they, you can't be left enough. Well, that's true. and the DFL are they're not left enough? They've gone even suspect, more left. <laughs> thus,
1: I suspect her argument with the mayor. He's not left enough for her. Right, right. She has a vision for this city, which would, in my estimation, completely ruin it. Hmm. So, nobody in Cedar Riverside, Como, Marcy Homes, Prospect Park, East River Road, Seward, or U of M, this could be applied to wherever you get the closer to the country's tallest buildings. This is who is running and winning. What kind so. of city do you envision with the likes of Robin Wansley, who's a liar? Mhm Selfish, narrow-minded, apparently highly resentful of anything that a GLer might recognize as convention or tradition, white privilege. Yeah, that would just be white privilege. How in God's name do you hope to have a city in the future with the likes of her? on the city council. And no one steps forward to run against her and get on the stump and point this out.
2: I'm hearing the Philly sound. Am I left enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Now, we're, are we in Prospect
1: Park? Yes. Well, half this building is right. in Minneapolis. Right. A- yeah. At this moment, I'm not in Prospect no, Park.
0: No, you're you're in I'm St. in St. Paul. Paul. Well, that's true. We have to go on the other side of
1: the building, right. but... But on, but a hundred yards from me, TV, Robin Wansley yeah. is my representative if I lived there. Yes. Uh, I and I find her thoroughly disagreeable and has absolutely no interest in anything I have an interest in.
3: But she's all yours. I mean, you no, are trading her. I I, I mean. Uh, Putting aside the lying part, you could say what you've just said about any of the city council members. That's true. Yeah. All 13 of them, or however many. Yeah, 13.
1: Uh, well, we have a chance with Nancy Ford. Mm-hmm. Remember, we were going to have her at the fair this year. She never showed up. Well, let me get to Nancy Ford. Oh,
3: doesn't know why. She probably has a job, huh? She
1: does. She has that well, fix-it shop.
3: Well, there you go.
1: First ward incumbent is Elliot He's got the DFL endorsement. Edward B. Fruitt writes for The Militant, a publication reflecting the views of the Socialist Workers' Party. (laughs) So, Ward 1 is your choice is either Elliot Payne, a Mysterian, or Edwin B. Fruitt, a Socialist Workers' Party member. Second Ward, Robin Wansley, unopposed. Third Ward, Michael Rainville. (laughs) He might be somewhat normal, right? Mm. He's got the DFL endorsement though. Uh and he's running against neighborhood activist Marcus Mills who is endorsed by the Green Party. Fourth ward Latricia Vito, highly normal. I love Latricia Vito. Come on now. Uh and she uh she's running against Angela Williams frequent candidate Leslie Davis has shown up in fourth what? ward to run against her. Jeez. Yeah. His political party is listed as no vax.
3: Oh, Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Well, that's not going to fly in Minneapolis. <laughs> that uh-huh. that works out where I'm at, but that isn't going to work in
1: Minneapolis. <laughs> Come on. Uh, incumbent uh-huh. Jeremiah Ellison running against a bunch of other DFLers.
3: How about Marvina? Did you mention Marvina Haynes? Where's she? Uh, running for the fourth ward. Certified uh-huh. nursing assistant, small business owner. Filed as a DFLer
1: though. Sixth Ward, Jamal Osmond. Uh, he's running against a neighborhood organizer, a former investigator for the Attorney General's Office, and uh, a Republican named Guy Gaskin. Seventh Ward, Lisa Goodman is not running. So she's running against Katie Cashman, who works for the Center for Environmental Advocacy. There you go. Kenneth Foxworth, a longtime DFL activist, Scott Graham, the owner of Uptown Realty. Well, maybe he'd have a sane voice. Who knows? Uh, Eighth Ward, Andrea Jenkins, running against activist Soren Stevenson. Wait, we're going to have to root for Andrea? Why has Soren Stevenson's name come up before? Bob Sullentrop, a Republican and Terry White, works in the health insurance industry. Ninth Ward, incumbent Jason Chavez. 10th uh, Ward, Ayesha Chugati. She's right in there with Wansley. She's a Democratic Socialist of America. Uh, Greg Klein is running under the party principle Abolish Bike Lanes in the 10th Ward.
3: Wait, 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 wait,
1: what? Yeah, a guy named Greg Klein is running against Ayesha Chugati under the Abolish Bike Lanes banner.
3: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He doesn't have a
1: chance. I'm trying to find our <laughs> friend Nancy Ford. Here it is, 12th Ward. The incumbent is Andrew Johnson. He's not seeking re-election. So this is uh, southeast Minneapolis, 12th Ward. Uh, you have former city council aide Oren Choudhury. He's got the Democratic Social Activist endorsement. DFLer Luther Ranheim, who works in the nonprofit sector, which can mean anything, and our friend DFLer Nancy Ford, who operates the Repair Lair, which specializes in repairing outdoor gear. She has a store. She goes to work in the morning. She has a job. Uh, I wonder if she'll win in the 12th Ward. Is she left enough? She's she per- left she not enough? as left oh, as Luther yeah. Ranheim and Arun Chowdhury. 13th Ward is Linnea Palmasano. and she's running against frequent candidate Bob, again, Carney. Mm. He's a Republican. <laughs> DFLer Kate Mortensen uh, and Zach Metzger filed as a DFLer. So, Minneapolis, what are you going to do? Uh, do you want a city 10 years from now, 5 years from now,
3: <laughs> 2 years from now? When is when is the water going to crest? You know, when is the tide going to roll back? And the answer is never. I mean, considering what the city went through with all the riots, uh, the the George Floyd riots, it'll never be bad enough to where a commie won't win. Did you mention the eleventh Gabrielle? I I probably did not. Prosser filed under the Socialist Workers Party. She's running against uh, incumbent Emily. Kosky, mm-hmm. DFL endorsement. Emily's going to lose. The
1: yeah, but,
3: socialist always wins in somebody, Minneapolis.
1: Somebody explain to me why you think socialists make a better city. They, they don't. Well, they don't. Of course they don't.
3: Well, we can't because we are we use logic. I'd like to hear them, though. I, I'd like to, you know, like in the 11th, I'd like to know why Gabrielle Prosser thinks that she's so much better than the incumbent Emily Kosky. How can you improve public safety unless you embrace police?
1: None of these people embrace police. How can you improve quality of life issues if you don't have a tough prosecuting attorney? They don't have one. How can you improve life issues with decriminalizing lousy behavior? Because we're going to reimagine, Joe, public safety. It doesn't work. But
0: we're going to reimagine.
1: San Francisco is is probably the country's leading example of a failed city. And Minneapolis is barreling head first towards that.
0: But what's her name? Your gal is going after Elon.
3: Who's my gal? Lo- is it London Breed? Oh London Breed. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, what is a community service officer at Minneapolis St. Paul International?
1: Yeah, I saw that.
3: I-, I asked because one of the um one of the people trying in the tenth is Nasari Warsami on leave as a community service officer at Minneapolis St Paul. What the what the hell does that even mean?
2: I think the community service officers are the um traffic guys. Oh, don't park there. Right, well, right. What are you they're doing not, parking they're not there? You're going to have to go around. Yes. Those people? That's the guy? I I, I think. I don't know 100%. Well, know. I don't even know hey, is my guy hasn't been briefed. <laughs> yeah, I have briefed on this. So you did you get be, briefed on that today? I did not am <laughs> uh, going back to the airport. I probably will get briefed.
3: Joe is Nasari. Is that <laughs> is that a him, her, or a them, or well, that's a guy? Or, I think. Okay, I think it's a guy. Joe, right.
4: the uh, Soren Stevenson fellow is familiar because he's the guy who uh, had his eye put out by a police projectile and got $2.5 right. oh, yeah. two, right. two and a half million from the city. That's what right.
3: ward are we talking, Joe? Ward
4: 8. He's in Ward 8, it appears. And he's right. running
1: uh, for a seat held by? I
4: Andrea. Andrea Jenkins.
1: Jenkins. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Andrea's not left enough. You know what?
1: Either is Fry, apparently. Wow. Best of luck.
0: To oh you.
2: yeah, I know. I know uh, Warsami. three. Yeah. Do you know him personally? He is a. Um, uh, he's a customer experience, so he helps at, at the information books <laughs> and stuff like that. No. Yeah. Uh, that's the red
3: concourse. No, um, so then when you... No
2: smoking. <laughs> he'll, he guides people that uh, come McDonald's, to McDonald's right around the corner. Yeah. There's a Mac D yeah. yeah there's, there's some stars. of that, too. But he's uh, more of a higher-up. My new garage door guy is not a guy. It's the entire
1: family. Got it. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. And on the list of guys you need, you got it on the refrigerator or taped to the back closet. You need guys. You got to have a garage door guy. I'm going with... Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. Garage doors can break any time. My guys can be reached 24-7. They don't charge more for weekend visits. And uh, they get it done correctly the first time, including if you need a new door. You know, you say to them, look at my door. Uh, they need a new you know door. what they say to you? I can get you a I'll door. I'll get you a door. I'll get you a door. Here, what kind of door do you want? I'll get you a door, and they take care of the rollers and the springs and the openers and the technology and everything else, and they're not happy until you are, and that's no BS because uh, they're an entire family, and they depend on being your garage door guy. You can uh, you can take my word for it. They're, well, they're my guy. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help online at PrecisionDoorMN.com. Hey, Gellers. This is Pete Arnold
0: from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company. I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial?
2: You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job. And I'm not even being paid to say that. If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro.
3: That's awesome. I I appreciate the kind words. And I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if
1: insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hire-a-dot-pro. That's hire-a, and then put the dot there, pro.
3: Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Say, uh, before I, I tell you my new deal with Bugs Be Gone, I want to remind you, Joe, that I do plan on taking the show over. Here we are an hour in almost, and <laughs> you haven't given me the time that I deserve here. Um, and I do plan on taking the show over and making a pronouncement. Me and yeah, some dealers right, Kenny, thank you. got together, and uh, sure you we're, we're angry. Yeah. Uh, here's my new deal with Bugs Be Gone. The line is long at the car wash. You know what Kenny does? He hauls his fat ass out of the pickup truck, grabs my jug, my spray bottle full of bugs be gone. I spray down the whole front of the truck, the whole front. And then I get into this car wash. It's the kind that pulls you through. And it's amazing. (laughs) The bugs are gone from the front of my truck before I even get into the car wash. That's how fast this stuff works. They just slide right down the windshield, right down the grill. Off the headlights, it's really amazing. Clean bumper, no scrubbing required. Spray it on and let Bugs Be Gone do all the heavy lifting. It's safe for all finishes. It's non-toxic. It's a water-based formula that leaves no film or haze when it dries. It works on anything organic anywhere. We're talking vehicles, campers, bikes, boats, golf carts. Just spray it on. Boom. Wash it away. Bugs Be Gone, an amazing product. For our vehicles and us from the fine folks at Seafoam. Okay, you want to get to my agenda? Here we go. No, thanks, what Kenny. I got. Thanks. Uh, no, Wait,
1: we're going to John Height. We're going to John Height. Oh, well. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, Seafoam products were uh, terribly instrumental in getting a power washer running over the weekend.
3: Nice. Isn't it amazing? Mm-hmm. A, a guy doesn't believe a guy he hears on the a podcast knows what he's talking about <laughs> until a guy actually goes. Well, I wonder if that guy, guy is it. telling the truth. Right. And then a guy tries it, and the guy goes, "Oh, the guy on the podcast." was right. Right. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. <laughs> <rule. laughs>
4: Thank you, Joe. Governor Tim Wall says he is open to calling a special legislative session <sighs> to clarify that controversial new law on student law restraints that has led some law enforcement agencies to pull officers from schools. Well, I don't blame a- them. At a back-to-school event in Bloomington this morning, the governor said, "We all want a solution to confusion over the law passed in May that restricts the kinds of physical holds police can place students." Wait to. a minute. He what was the quote?
1: Re- re- repeat the quote. He just you He's just willing said. to have a special session, right? To understand the freaking law we passed. Well, it was just tucked in there in about a thousand-page bill, you know. <laughs> we are so, so poorly
3: led. <clears throat> My I, God. I, I, I have to ask a very, very dark, dark question. We're here to help you. What's going to happen when we have a shooter that strolls into a school and there's nobody there to fight back?
1: It's a, it's a It's a question that can only be responded with a dark answer. Go. Well, no, you, you know what the answer is. Fletcher May was have. all,
3: yeah, Fletcher was all over the news this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of that, thank
4: you, Kenny, Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher told our Five Eyewitness News that he is pulling his six school resource officers out of their respective schools. He said it's in response to what he calls the uncertainty surrounding the interpretation of that new state law that we just talked about. That law prevents any restraint involving the head, neck, and most of the torso area of any unruly students. Fletcher told Five Eyewitness News the use of a prone restraint is something law enforcement officers do on a regular basis because said said it's a method they train for and is safe and effective. Fletcher said it's standard operating procedure for law enforcement and has been and needs to be because trying to restrain someone while they're on their feet or roaming around a school, thrashing around, breaking things. It's impossible. Minnesota Department of Corrections Commissioner Paul Schnell ordered a retest of the drinking water at the state Stillwater Prison yesterday, according to spokesperson Andy Skugman, after a group of community activists held a press conference in front of the prison earlier in the day, calling for changes over alleged inhumane conditions inside the facility. Skugman said the test will verify past test results, which deemed the water safe. The cheers were heard from inside the walls of the prison as activists called for action after frustration from inmates inside culminating. In about 100 inmates staging a roughly eight-hour protest, which resolved peacefully late Sunday afternoon. At the press conference outside the prison, Lavelle Oates said, I sat in this place for 12 years. Everything they're talking about were the problems 25 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So there's no difference. The water's still brown. Now, the color alone does not mean water is contaminated, but multiple tips to KSTP on Sunday claimed the water was undrinkable, and the group who addressed the media on Monday continued to put that concern first. The DOC, in response, called the claims <clears throat> about a lack of clean water in the facility patently
3: false. You know what they need, Reavers. Hmm. You know what they need, Reavers. What's that, Kenny? Reavers, you know what they need.
2: <laughs> Bug spray. It's a water deal.
3: It's a water. Hoffman Water.
2: Right. Go on to
0: HoffmanWater.com. Yeah. Jesus Christ. God, I. Had We're, little We're I a little had rusty. I'm a little rusty coming <laughs> back. We, we really
3: fare. are. We're horrible <laughs> today. I'm
1: not. I tried to help him. I blew <laughs>
3: well, yeah. your deal. Well, I, we anyway, got right it away. We have a post-show meeting. <laughs>
4: starting wednesday it'll be perfectly legal for anybody 21 and older to buy adult beverages from some bars and restaurants in anoka and consume them as they walk on sidewalks and along the riverfront in the city's downtown area Was this a pressing matter up there uh yeah it's, it's been talked about i think pretty much since i've lived here so a pressing
1: matter can i get something very briefly <laughs> off my chest the True amount of attention go. paid to the Burning Man Festival.
3: Oh, my God. By oh. The I'm so glad you're this up. It's
1: beyond the pale. It's a bunch <laughs> of rich hippies that got stuck in the mud. Who gives a Who cares? bleep? Let's go.
3: Oh, it's a fun <laughs> sidebar story. I oh love God. it. God.
1: People walking around in knee-deep mud and they can't go home. But the fact that they had no warning.
0: We want you to shelter in place and conserve yes. water. As yes. if they're facing some type of natural disaster. My favorite yeah.
1: was, you know, the whole thing is is anti-establishment. Right. You know, the whole thing. And and all they're all rich hippies. Right. And my favorite was a woman interviewed saying, there's just no rules for us to get out of here. We've run Lady, out of you dedicated uh, a week of your
3: life to there being no rules right, right. Well, we ran out of LST right. I planned for 3 days and now here
4: we are <laughs> on day 5
3: and I'm not tripping ball
4: like a bs my favorite part was Chris Rock and Diplo jumping in the back of a pickup to get out of there and Chris Rock went
1: down in. in my estimation he was at Burning Man Chris Rock you 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 moron <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's all it took, huh? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back in Anoka. Boys, sometimes
3: you can really be a granddad, Joe.
4: It really it's Sometimes. It's sad as hell. Sad as hell. <laughs> uh, and with uh, back in Anoka by the way. Oh, we're going to drink in public in Anoka. Yes, and uh, you can even now stop into a shop if the shop allows it, starting on Wednesday. Good,
3: browse around, get Uh, hammered. uh, John, what about weed? Can you smoke weed there? You
4: cannot, Kenny. Funny you should mention that. Marijuana will not be allowed in the district. What's the
1: rationale, John? Yeah, I don't get it. Why uh, is this
4: necessary? All of the uh, uh, businesses in that area... Have you ever been to downtown Anoka? It's it's
3: very quaint. It's It's a
4: concept.
3: There's a machine uh, shop out there, up there, that's really good. It's a great, great for your cylinders. Yeah, anyway, would you get to the
4: rationale, please? I just want to see if I get Mr. Mark to advertise with us. Mr. Bill Boone Boone Motorsports. Bill Boone Motorsports. (laughs) Hey, this is my newscast. Also, let me do my promo. Anyway, uh, the problem is uh, apparently uh, during COVID they had some issues because nobody was coming because nothing was open, and now they're trying to get people back to the downtown area, and they think this will help. And if you know uh, the thing, all the bars are located right next to all of the retail stores, so you grab a beer, uh, walk around. Did the city of Anoka buy time? Is that why you feel getting this in? (laughs) It's a news story. Jesus, (laughs) God, you guys. The only one I can't yell at is Joe. He's the only one here that knows news,
3: apparently. Hey, before we move on, speaking of weed and the Minnesota State Fair, you know where Andy's Grill is? We walk right by this every day, and there's a restroom on one side and Andy's Grill on the other side, right? (laughs) You always hear a band playing. I'm walking out on, I think, Thursday, and there's a gal smoking the biggest joint I've ever seen. It was the size of my forearm. And she's just walking along in the crowd puffing on this huge yeah. cigar-sized doobie right out in public not even yeah. hiding it how long did you that, hang out uh, with her
4: <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't even share yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, that area Kenny. Uh, at least three of the days i was there as i walked by i definitely thought i knew something was going no on, weed.
3: So. i no just weed. wonder do you think anybody ever confronts them i don't know i don't care no I just don't the, understand back the whole to I don't
1: understand the whole weed deal. Yeah. It's brought back to you to by Anoka. the same Thank people you, who are <laughs> petrified if you have a cigarette.
4: Yeah. Joe, the,
3: the state is making so much money, they're going to have to abolish our income tax. Yeah. Oh, I are making so, so much money.
4: Wow, that'd be great. For the first time ever, the state of Minnesota is returning state land back to the descendants of those who called the land home first. Over the next decade, the state will be returning the Upper Sioux Agency State Park to the Dakota people. The state park spans a bit more than two square miles. It's just outside Granite Falls. It's about two and a half hours from the Twin Cities. Senator Mary... Kunish uh, from New Brighton said it's the site of skirmishes, of death, of burials, historic burials, and it's a sacred ground to our Dakota people. During the last session, the deal was finalized along party lines. The move to return the land is a step, according to those who voted for it, toward making amends surrounding the death, destruction, and lasting damage done from the Dakota War of 1862. It'll take some time with the land transfer expected to be done by the year 2033 Part of the legislation also includes money to be allocated to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources that would go toward developing a new state park to replace the one the state will be losing. I've never been to Grand Falls.
3: Really? Never been. Nope. Hmm. Nope. Lovely down there.
4: Let, uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we've had, uh, since we've talked, several music deaths that we perhaps will hit in the next section of the news. All right. And, Rook, if got, and if your
2: air conditioner is dead, then you need to go with Welter. That's right. Welter Heating and Air Conditioning. <laughs> Remember right now that it is the season right now where you're going to put that baby away for the winter. Are the 90-degree days done? I think so. So no, you still need I think so? we'll
1: get some more, Rook.
2: Okay. Well, then that's even more so why you go to WelterHeating.com. You must do that. They've got over 100 years of experience, and that's four generations. So if your AC is making some noise right now, have it checked out. Get it ready for next year. Close it out the right way. Also, your furnace. You're going to be using that soon enough. Make sure you don't wait until the last minute. Schedule an appointment online. Request a quote online, whatever the case may be, and poke around their website. They've got a great Q&A website. They may just answer your question without even doing anything. 612-825-6867. Uh, the work that they do and the people that the whole family is great and they love Garage Logic, and they want you to use them if you need air conditioning work or furnace work. 612-825-6867. Air condition your shelter with Ray Ann Welter. Not a Garage Logic
3: Town Council member? Here's what you're missing.
1: I was sitting in a chair Sunday night. I got out of the chair, and I've never experienced such pain in my life in my right leg, which
2: would not work. Ooh. Couldn't walk. Well, you're lucky that you just got checked out thoroughly. Guaranteed
0: you were dehydrated.
2: How much do you drink a day? A lot.
0: No, no, no. Way. How much water do you drink a day?
1: Probably not enough water. <laughs> well, it went from a lot to
0: <laughs> not enough. <laughs> How much water do you drink a day?
1: Oh, well, this was Sunday.
0: You had two cups of coffee before 10. You count the holy water? Or no.
1: Got a couple of NAs.
0: No, that doesn't
1: help. I had some iced tea. <laughs> no. Uh, I guess that's I didn't have enough water. water. Maybe I'll I, buy that theory. I
4: probably didn't have enough water. Caffeine? That could dehydrate you. Yeah, most, whatever. It I just don't water.
1: care. <laughs> never mind.
4: Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with
0: unfiltered audio and video access. Invites to exclusive events. An emailed newsletter from the himself and more by signing up at garagelogic.com
5: The earth is not your mother. The Joe Souchere Show
3: Hey <laughs> Pat Who are these hillbillies?
5: Uh,
0: Dylan height and the Dylan height Trio I love
2: <laughs> this
1: <laughs> He sent out religious. something new yesterday that I loved
3: Is he being well, reimbursed? Are, are we? Uh, uh, well, it's his own
1: Twitter deal. I wish I, you know, you know that's.
3: Uh, it wouldn't hurt you to send him a couple I'll, thousand I, dollars. I can
4: tell you guys when we take a break what's going on if you're really interested. Oh uh,
3: yeah, uh, September thirteenth, <laughs> according to my calendar. Year of our Lord 2023. That's a week from tomorrow, September 13th. That's when this big state fair Labor Day sale ends at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Um, 10% off the Liberty Safe uh, lineup at the, uh, during the Labor Day sale. This, come on, let's admit it. No equal here. This is the best safe available. It's constructed right here in the United States of America by Americans using materials procured from these United States. Fully transferable warranties. Let that sink in. Fully transferable. That's amazing. Setup and delivery, you can get that courtesy of Rich. And during the state fair, 10% off, or well, the state fair is over until the 13th, is what I should have said. 10% off. It's the Labor Day sale. Oh, you can also pick up 0% APR for six and 12 month loans. That's pretty amazing and like i said be sure to ask rich about setup and delivery they're at 6901 east fish lake road and on the web maple Grove lock and we now have time to get to my agenda kenny kenny we
1: still have the news thank you
3: yeah yeah All right uh, okay. in
4: other news sorry kenny russia would regard any return of u.s nuclear weapons to bases in britain as a quote <laughs> (laughs) escalation and a destabilizing practice that according to foreign ministry spokeswoman maria Zakharova, she also said such a practice is openly anti-russian in nature as it provides for joint planning and regular training exercises for the prompt delivery of nuclear strikes by members of nato which is hostile us against targets in russia from the territory of non-nuclear european countries In the aftermath of extreme weather events, major insurers are increasingly no longer offering coverage that homeowners in areas vulnerable to those disasters need the most. At least five U.S. property insurers, Allstate, American Family, Nationwide, Erie Insurance Company, and Berkshire Hathaway have told regulators that extreme weather patterns caused by Climate change have led them to stop writing coverage in some regions, exclude protections from various weather events, and raise monthly premiums and deductibles. <laughs> Major insurers say they will cut out damage caused by hurricanes, wind, and hail from the policies underwriting property along oh, coastlines and wow. in wildfire country.
1: Um, yes,
0: sir. I'm not blaming you, John, because you're just you're you're reading the news story. All of that is 100% BS. It's crap. It's because of political procedures. It's also because of government regulations. It has well, you, nothing to do with their, well, their false you, narrative that they're putting out there because of climate change. It has nothing to do with that. Well, you're going to have to explain we it We had this story, this was back in June, about, I think it was Allstate was the first one to basically pull out of California. They were not issuing new policies, and yeah. it's because of, policy, because so of government policies.
3: So wait a minute, it's you're saying it's them pushing back against government?
0: Yes, and it's all it's oh. the same reason that a lot of, a lot of large market retailers won't cite theft as a big reason why they're having issues and having to close stores because they don't want to seem like the bad guy. It's the same
3: well, thing that's happening here with these insurance. The companies. only reason I would um not believe what you're saying. I really like your narrative and where you're going here is that when you get homeowner's insurance, a lot of times flood damage is excluded. Right. You can't get flood coverage. Right. <laughs>
0: everything okay over there
1: what the hell did i just can you get to the uh music desk because i want to talk about school resource officers
4: i see sure (laughs) let me uh let me go here uh the first one of course was a few days ago but uh it was after we were off the air the other day jimmy buffett who created an empire while writing songs some serious some not so serious opening restaurants writing books flying airplanes and uh, just having a good time, died. The cause of death, Merkel cell carcinoma, a skin cancer that's diagnosed in fewer than 3,000 people in the U.S. every year. So it's very,
5: very rare. Golly's uh, Parrothead's
1: would... convinced he's living in a grass shack somewhere in the Caribbean. Right. With Tupac? He, he died at his home in the Hamptons. Yep. Oh, to... I see what you're saying. You know, Buffett... more power to him. He turned one song into, and he
4: became a billionaire. Yeah. Buffett was 76. Started in the music business in the 60s. Released his first album in 1970. Uh, his first top 40 success was "Come Monday" back in 1974. Biggest success, of course, as Joe just said, was "Margaritaville," which hit number 13 and became the symbol for his various billion-dollar industries. The
1: guy must have been a financial genius. Yeah, he turned lost, of, lost, lost shaker, shaker of lost shaker of salt. salt. Into a fortune.
3: Mm-hmm. I uh, you got I, a new I, fart button though. Yeah, I, I've got nothing to say against him, but I I never got it. Uh, it, it didn't.
1: The only song it, I didn't. know by him is "Lost Shaker of Salt." John, would really? I be, yeah. would Not I
3: be wrong? Would I be Which wrong to say he's main 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 a novelty act? Uh, I
4: would be. Yes, you'd be very. All right. 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 Uh, there's. I'll I give you, do, I'll give you guys one song to go listen to. All right. A pirate. A pirate looks at forty. Go listen to it i A
2: looks such party. Well, no, a good it's, song it's or just a, good, lyrics?
4: good lyrics? Good lyrics and a good song. Huh? To me, there's a distinction.
2: He has a he has a lot of good songs. The it's, one... Um, I don't yeah, know any of his change, work.
4: Changes in Attitudes? Changes in Latitudes? Oh, you don't know that one? You don't know... Uh,
3: he's
5: he's he's
2: I don't know all the words to that
3: song. song. Oh. Give me another I'd beer, because I like it nest-faced I, on a boat. John, I have I, no opinion. Smoking weed, up. drinking I'm, I'm umbrella drinks. Right. He actually
4: quit drinking and doing drugs in 1989, <clears> which a lot of people were unaware of. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, but up to that point, he had done plenty.
5: Yeah.
2: Cheeseburger, Get to the in uh, uh, cheeseburger in uh, Paradise? Uh, I'm aware of it. Cheeseburger in
4: Paradise was one of his novels. Son of, a sailor. of hits. Sure. Son that Son of a sounds like Cheeseburger in
3: Cheeseburger in Paradise, isn't that a meatloaf song? No, you're, cool. thinking you're thinking of paradise by the dashboard. Get to the next death because I need I'm, an education you know on this guy. I, I, I want the you to get off
4: this podcast and go on with somebody who knows anything about music. Yeah.
3: Well, you got Steve maybe, Harwell. On maybe your maybe if you'd stop biting, hang on, on every, hang on. stop biting on every hook that's dangled in front of yeah. you, you wouldn't be I, this frustrated. I can't.
4: Well, I can't about music. See, that's how it goes. Hurry up. I got stuff to do. So oh, do I.
3: Gary go. Wright.
4: Gary Wright oh, has done Dream Weaver. Gary, well, oh. and, and more than that, he was one of the founders of the band Spooky Tooth in the 60s. Went on to work with George Harrison on his debut record. Played lots of keyboards on George's All Things Must Pass. Uh, and then, of course, he became a solo artist, as Joe said. Huge hits with uh, Dreamweaver and the uh, wonderfully funky Love is Alive. Both those songs hit number two on the U.S. Chart, uh, charts. Uh, he then played with Ringo's All-Star Band. About the last 10 years or so, he into on then, with Ringo. Uh,
3: he yeah. went on to form Kraftwerk, right? No. What?
4: No. <laughs> what did he die from? <sighs> he was eighty years old. He had uh I don't remember Louis Louis, Louis body uh, Dementia. Louis, is that what you call yeah, it? Louis yeah, Louis dementia or yeah something. He had that and Louis Parkinson's Gehrig? No. Louis Gehrig. Okay, who's the other one? I hate you guys. Uh and <laughs> the other one, Steve Harwell. He had a cocktail or two. Former lead singer of the rock band Smash Mouth, which was best known for its 1999 hit, All Star, died. He was 56 years old. Uh, He died from liver failure, uh, and he did like his cocktail. There was a clip of him a few years back, you may remember, on stage, very drunk, making fun of the crowd and making uh, uh, Nazi salutes and that sort of thing. Uh, He had been sick for a while with various things that Involved drinking. Smash Mouth founded back in 1994 in San Jose. First success came with the song Walkin' on the Sun" from a Ooh, album yeah, that, was, that was actually oh. good good album. Fush now Uang. did I see
1: Dylan Height <laughs> uh, Yeah,
3: this is why I'
1: raising an album by them. Uh, yeah. That
4: Fushu Fush Mang. Yeah, yeah. He he pretty much thinks that's a perfect album. I think it's a very good album. I'm, I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it's very good.
1: What is
0: it? Do you is like Walkin'
4: Is it Steve Harwell?
1: No, it's Smashmouth.
0: Smashmouth. His band,
1: Fushu Ma, Fushu
4: Mang. Did you just Same wrote, to you, pal.
1: There's no mang. need for that. Uh, <laughs> I've not heard anything from it. You, you know,
4: Walking on the Sun. Yeah, I know chat. that song.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that well, was and then, of course, there uh, the Shrek song. I mean, they they found new a uh, life with. Um, what is it? Hey now, get your game on. It's called All Star. That was on oh, their second album.
3: Is that Smash Mouth? Yeah,
4: That's Smash Mouth. That was on Astro Lounge, which was their second album. They also had hits with a remake of "I'm a Believer," and they had a hit with uh, uh, another song I liked a lot called "Can't Get Enough of You, Baby."
3: Well, just because they had hits doesn't mean how are they regarded by other musicians, Can't by their peers? You, baby, I most baby. musicians I don't uh, like them. I, I oh. don't know. Weren't well, they on a no grade idea.
2: B
1: act? I mean, they they weren't going to fill in a yeah.
3: They seem like an opening act, John. And I'm not trying to dangle a hook in front of you here. They're are a, they?
1: They are a big
4: C. Uh, C maybe the, the last, yeah, the last 15 years. But for five years, they were, you know, they were headliners.
3: Like yeah. Target Center, mm-hmm. they could fill the room.
4: When All-Star was out, I think they probably could have filled anything, couldn't they? I, all right. I, would. I, I don't know. I didn't go to any uh, of their shows. I, I did
0: I'd do, I'd do a like New Year's Eve year. show with those guys, but that was like 2003, I want to say. And yeah, well, that's He was great. Uh, not yeah. a nice
3: person. That's I'm exactly. seeing yeah. big, he fat went, rails yeah. of cocaine laid out all <laughs> over backstage.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> was, uh, any, anybody else, John? Uh, that's, uh, that's all I got. Uh, one other music note. There's a new... Rolling Stones album coming out this week. Oh, boy. which we found out.
5: Oh, that's found sad. That out
4: yesterday and I don't know. That's for since what, two thousand five and and the last one, you know, the last two Keith Richards albums were better than any of the Stones' last five albums, so huh? just my there opinion. Part, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, very good, John. Thank you. Yeah, John. I'm,
4: I'm going to look up Smash Mouth stuff now because right, they, look at they got number ones all over he's the going place. going down the yeah, I think hole. they did fun. Hurry cause on Kenny's the, got something to say. Walking on the Sun, number one, All-Star, number one, then the morning comes, number two, U.S. adult, I'm a believer. Uh, yeah, they had tons of hits, so uh, I, I think they probably did okay when they were—
1: They, they made the
4: L <laughs> on the first, forehead, you know. The first—what? Hmm? Yeah, they did this thing. Yeah. What L- are you talking head. about?
1: That's part of the part song, song. Star. You know, it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's what does it represent? Never mind. It's the not gal the, that
2: puts the shape old. of an L on her forehead. Yeah. you yeah. Know, it, Just it, can't. It, that
4: means love, Joe. That means. Real. Love. I gotta. I gotta get on a podcast with people who can talk Goodbye.
2: about music. Okay.
3: <laughs> I've got something important to say. Yeah. Good for you, Bill. We're gonna get it in. I'm. I'm talking about it. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Big changes at GL. Big changes. Just, just
1: a minute, Katie. Sure, that's good. We'll get back to you in a minute. <laughs> the uh, We said this, I said this maybe 10 days ago, that you've you've got a many, many schools that either opened late last week or are opening today without school resource officers because the uh, a new law does not carefully enough spell out the means of enforcement they can use to stop a fight, for example. And I remember saying on the air, uh, and the coppers are right to do this, they're not trusting Walls, don't trust Walls, and don't trust Keith Ellison. Because to keep up their progressive bona fides, they have to also disdain police they'd be the first to throw a copper under the bus if a, if a kid got scratched by a cop. So the coppers don't know what to do, and rather than make a mistake, they're withholding their services. I don't blame them a bit. And you can thank the mystery for this. You can thank this growing dynamic of we're opposed to the police.
0: And yet, if something does happen, they'll be the first ones to be blamed.
1: So the coppers don't trust Walls and they don't trust Allison. And now Walls might have to call for a special session to completely and and competently restructure the wording in that law so that at least a copper has a fighting chance to know what he or she can or cannot do when one kid's about to choke another kid to death. Yeah. That's what we're facing here because they don't know because they've been left in a lurch by a bad governor and a bad attorney general who don't give a damn about cops. Now this takes the cake though. Uh, Walls and DFL legislative leaders Wouldn't answer directly last week whether they support requests from a number of law enforcement leaders and the GOP to call a special session to fix a new law that restricts certain types of restraints school resource officers can use in school. Instead, walls and four DFL education. Committee chairs in the House and Senate released statements echoing their support for SROs in schools. Those statements, which were ambiguous with respect to the request for a special session, came as some of their Democratic colleagues openly criticized, excuse me, I had a Royce-like answer. (laughs) Yes, you did. You did there. Openly criticized law enforcement officials over the last week who have said Walls and the legislature need to fix the law immediately before they would send SROs back into schools. And again, I don't blame them. That's what they should be doing. One such person is Javier, Javier Morillo. Now get this. A former union leader who was appointed to the Minnesota State Colleges and Universities Board of Trustees by Walls. In 2020, this is a wall's guy. Okay. In a series of tweets, Marillo claimed police officers are super excited about choking children. Hmm? And that's 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 this moron's view is that these cops are not going into the schools because they've been restricted from choking children. Mm. That's what this idiot is contending. Walls, he's your guy. Walls, are you going to say anything? You've never said a word, Walls, about any of your failed appointments. Even the appointees who oversaw two hundred and fifty million dollar food fraud scam, you've never said a word, Walls. The best argument for keeping cops out of schools is being made po- by, police, by police themselves when they tell us they won't do the job unless they can choke your kids, Marillo wrote. Wow. We've seen it over and over again. If they can't police like they want to, parentheses, choke your kids, they won't police at all. <laughs> Minnesota has banned chokeholds in 2020 under a bipartisan bill. But police say, look, your new law is vague and confusing. Marillo did not respond to a request for comment by the time of publication. This is from Alpha News. But Minnesota GOP Chair David Hahn called on Walls to disavow the comments from Marillo, who helps oversee a system of schools that train the majority of Minnesota's law enforcement officers. Do you think Walls will disavow this guy?
3: Probably not. I'm seeing a trend here. With Wansley and this clown.
1: Walls must disavow the reckless and false statements made by Javier Murillo, his hand-picked appointee to the Minnesota State Colleges and Universities Board of Trustees, about law enforcement in Minnesota. Mr. Murillo's hateful remarks reflect the Minnesota DFL's anti-police agenda that has put students, teachers, and staff in danger, Han told Alpha News. And Han is absolutely Correct. Wall should disavow Murillo's comments and stand with law enforcement in ensuring parents, students, teachers, and staff are safe at schools. Well, the always available Lee Finke, DFL St. Paul, took to social media to question whether SROs actually improve school safety. Because Lee Finke is a dyed-in-the-wool anti-copper. Another senator, Aaron May Quaid of DFL Apple Valley, said in recent video statements uh, that SROs are the only ones who have a problem with the new law and allege that is because... They don't want to learn a new way to behave.
2: Ah, that's what the problem is. So
1: you've got the entire DFL really lined up against the cops.
0: Uh, Governor Walls was asked about this two hours ago. Would you like to hear from him? Please. He is at Oak. It was excuse me at Oak Grove Elementary School in Bloomington.
4: Dude. A special session is now needed to address the SRO. I
0: think questions. It, well, I think we all want a solution for this. This SRO question comes up, and I worked for 20 years with school resource officers in our building. Um, some districts have worked it out and they believe the language is clarified, others are not. I think what we're trying to figure out is, is there's a solution that works best to make sure that we have those trusted adults in the buildings where the districts want them to be and that it, it uh, satisfies everyone's need. I think at this point in time, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like, I'm certainly open to anything that provides a solution to that. And if that means the legislature working it out to make sure we have it. And I I just keep coming back to it, and I hope people don't miss the point of this. The issue around the the use of force in these situations is is such a rarity in these situations. The value of the SROs in the building is the adult relationships that are built long before. Okay, stop it,
1: stop it. That's just his boilerplate BS. I thought maybe someone asked him if he disavowed Murillo. Well, the guy who said that I don't just believe wanted. he was asked about that. Well someone needs to
3: ask him that. Meanwhile, Such, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna step in when two students are beating the hell out of each other and one of them's gonna be uh, you know, damaged for life, if paralyzed, that happens, whatever.
1: Today, Kenny, there is no one in many
3: schools to step in. You've That's... seen some of these fights, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have. They're they're
2: really, really violent. Right. But... Yeah, well then then Who's going to get sued is what the question is.
1: But the cops are in a stuck between a rock and a hard place. You've got the DFL saying they're just strangle hungry bunch of heathens.
3: Well, they're not. How come nobody's calling him on what is obviously either a lie or hyperbole? We, I mean, it's complete nonsense. Yeah, but we are. But who's listening?
1: Alpha News wrote it. But But imagine again,
0: nobody. Nobody in the mainstream is. But imagine being a parent of one of these school districts. You already have probably some trepidation about sending your kid off to one of these public schools that have already demonstrated they're a complete failure academically. And now the fact that you believe that your kid is less safe, why the hell would you send your kid to one of these public schools?
1: Is Javier Morillo, are we going to treat him with kid gloves because he might be a man of color? Well, why are we laying off him? Get rid of this moron. Let's go. Fire his ass. Walls, you appointed him. What are you going to do about it? Well, his comeback
0: would probably be something to the effect of, well, I didn't didn't see his comments or I
1: didn't hear his comments. Well, I'll read you his comments, uh, Tim. You know how the
0: DFL playbook works.
1: This is pathetic. We are so poorly led in this state. This used to be a hell of a place. It is. It's happening in real time. Again, what Victor Davis Hanson calls the de-civilization of America and we're seeing it in Minnesota. This is pathetic. The um the
0: other video though was he is officially on team corn dog at the state fair. Oh. So oh, that's that's okay. good. We got to the bottom of that. <laughs> did soft you go down the big slide? Oh, wow. No, I don't I didn't see a video
3: of that.
4: Did he led, find his did he find his cat? I don't I remember know. his cat was lost.
3: We're led by soft people. We're led by the betas of the world, people that and aren't serious, yeah. We we allowed this to happen. We let this happen. Well, we're led by
1: people who don't like the United States.
3: Well, that's part of it, Joe. Yeah, that's that's all part of it. Speaking of being led, yeah, uh, me, Kenny,
1: we'll get to you tomorrow. I don't know what you want to talk me about. Me and this, some no.
3: other uh, GLers.
1: No, we, we're fine. Me
3: and me and some other GLers have got together, and we've decided that the charlatans in City Hall at Garage Logic. Need to be educated. Uh, I have put together what we're calling the Garage Logic Emblems Redesign Committee.
1: Uh, <laughs> sure, Kenny, thank you. Uh-huh. I got to on now.
3: It's me and my agent Angie. It's uh, City Council President Ingie. The experience. Uh, Vic Dorso, our he drives truck, uh-huh. and that kid from Texas. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, the little guy? That kid from Texas. Yeah. We have decided that the garage logic flag is antiquated, outdated, racist, misogynistic, conservative, anti socialist, anti pronoun, and anti. Anti equity and definitely homophobic. Okay, we Kenny. need a new GL <laughs> so flag that accurately yeah. and respectfully yeah. reflects Minnesota's and Garage Logic's shared history, resources, and diverse cultural communities. That sounds absurd, doesn't it? What is the flag's problem? I'm adding a, a
1: horse a guy on horseback to the GL flag waving to an Indian friend of his.
3: That, as absurd as that sounds, that's exactly what's happening in the state with right. the Minnesota State. Flag. Can you imagine what they'll come up with? Again, we're sitting here yeah. letting this happen. They'll come it's, up
1: with something so benign. That it won't be representative
3: of everything. It'll probably be three Just different be the colors. LBGT. Why not
1: the LGBT
3: color flag? Right. This is on us. We're letting it happen. We're letting this happen.
1: Well, Ward 2, Minneapolis. Are you happy with Robin Wans- Wansley? Who's a liar. Virtually illiterate in her speaking. Are yeah. you happy with that? I guess. No one stepped forward to run against her. Hmm. Only because you yes. come to us. Yes, there's so much I didn't get there's... to today, but you know what? Okay. We'll be
4: back tomorrow. I, I am, I am going to be back tomorrow. Yes, John. I, I would have liked to have weighed in on all that, but I'm just looking up Smash Mouth stuff. Oh yeah, my you're God! You're down the rabbit hole, Johnny. Did, did you know they opened for uh, U2 in 1997 here on the PopMart tour? I didn't know that, John. Where at? Where at, uh, at, at, John? At Target, yeah.
3: or uh, no? At the was Metrodome? The yeah, o- was at the oh, Mart Was okay. the Metrodome? I was not they- at that show.
4: They played Target Center in 1999 with Prince and Lenny Kravitz. Really? That's I don't fantastic. remember a Prince and Lenny Kravitz concert at Target no. Center. but No.
2: Huh. Only okay. because. I
4: throw that in. Just, you know. hey,
1: Only man. because they come to us all the way from, uh, they're still in Henderson, Nevada. Okay. The oh. Traveling dot WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day. Joe,
0: in, today is September 5th.
1: In 1882, the St. Paul City Council established the St. Paul Public Library. Uh, okay. Uh, on this day, I'm skipping uh, 1893 because I can't pronounce any of the names. Okay. Uh, on this day, in 1917... 9-5. Uh, in response to anti-draft activity, particularly in New Ulm where there's a lot of yearmans. Mm-hmm. the drafted men of Brown County passed a resolution backing the United States' entry into World War One and the draft law itself. So the, the New Ulm uh, rebel rousers were defeated there. And in in eighteen ninety three something about some composer visited Minneapolis. Smash Mouth went to Minnehaha Falls and <laughs> had a Slavonic benefit. I uh, never mind. Thank you, G. There's more to come tomorrow because I didn't get to it today because I have people who would rather have talked about bleeping
4: Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. Can't get to you, baby. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress free this spring with Factors Delicious Ready to Eat Meals. You can get their fresh, never frozen, chef crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini Twenty percent off your next box. That's code Garage Logic fifty at factormeals.com Garage Logic fifty. You get fifty percent off your first box, plus twenty percent off your next box while your subscription is active.
2: Well, if you're looking for um, something to do, I suggest you go to YouTube, subscribe to the Garage Logic uh, YouTube subscription. It's free, but it's very entertaining then uh, swing on over to uh, garagelogic.com for all the latest greatest news of garage logic and what's coming up ahead
0: that's garage what logic is coming up like com. maybe in like about 15 council. 20 minutes from now
2: how you doing pat good to see you
1: You <laughs> had memory. i'll talk to you later chop i thought he's, it was sunday he's having the same problem i had yesterday <laughs> What game are you watching? I don't know. I watched Sunday's game yesterday. Uh, Royce Lewis had a grand slam. Yesterday. Uh, yes, but Sunday too, didn't Are he? you going to watch it today?
2: No, not Sunday. He didn't not, have not one. Not Sunday. He did, did Kenny know. say what he was going to do?
0: Wow. Did Kenny leave? <laughs> It is time once again that we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, And now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay and do what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And once again, you're going to get that for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you'll always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice and the man himself is with us once again. And boy, Josh, September means it's a start of another tough month, isn't it?
5: This is the start of another tough month, typically. You know, August can go either way, but August, Chris, was the end of a seven-month run for technology stocks leading the market. Technology stocks finished August down, and August was a down month for the indices. September and early October typically are very difficult times for the market, we'll say, on a seasonal basis. Now, some could say, well, that could present an opportunity to buy favorite shares lower. And the asset allocation model that I have been using for decades of keeping up to 30% in cash to take advantage of market pullbacks that could typically mark September, you know, could allow investors to buy shares of companies that they like at a discount. Now, September did start with the indices down and the volatility index up. But, and I do say but, there were still some positives within the negative. We did see Airbnb, (laughs) which is not a money-making company at this point in time, but could be pretty interesting as travelers have been choosing Airbnb sites for longer stays or less expensive, we'll say, family stays than staying at hotels. Airbnb was added to the S&P 500 effective next week. Stock was up $8 a share stock is still trading close to its initial, I'll say its IPO price. Blackstone, a private equity related company, also was up today as it too was added to the S&P index. Private equity and or mergers and acquisitions could seem to be positive as the balance of this year and next year gets going as there should be more consolidation happening amongst companies and newer companies come public so that could be a positive for these companies the negative of course with companies like Blackstone and Carlyle, among other private equity firms, is the cost of capital has been rising. The cost of capital relates, of course, to interest rates. The Fed Fed governors will probably be speaking a lot over the next week and a half before they go silent in front of their meeting the third week of this month. Right now, one of the more hawkish Fed governors seemed to indicate in a speech this morning that data does not indicate at this point a rise in interest rate is necessary. That could be a positive, we'll say, in the interest rate market. But again, have to wait and see. As earnings now take a back seat in September, the Fed will be in the forefront as well as other macro issues such as what is going on in China's economy. Chinese are trying to stimulate their economy as it is not coming back as fast as they expected. So interest rates are, have been lowered in China, and the command and control economy is trying to also stimulate their stock markets. So this month is going to be very interesting. Do pay attention to what your favorite companies are doing. And there are plenty of opportunities that could be available.
0: Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Yes, I said the word free. All you got to do is pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and Never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday.
5: Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC,
0: a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice.
1: Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.